Welcome to the Witching Hour with Nynx's Grove. I'm Sapphire. I'm Tara. And, and I'm Topaz. Yes, we have Topaz, which we talked about in the first episode. We talked about her. She was the one we didn't know what she wanted to be called. Well, it's Topaz. So, we are here to talk about you. Your life experiences, your, your practice, your craft. I have been practicing for about 30 years. My stepmother, who was my third stepmother, uh, that she was taught by her grandmother. She follows Scottish witchcraft. Um, with me, it was more general when she taught me. Um, aside from learning from the Scott Cunningham books that she advised me to read, she had me follow and look at all the other different religions to find the comparisons and the differences before she would teach me the path. And I... We, we did mention that the other day because you had tried to have us do it. Yes. <laughs> it didn't work out too no. well, but... No, I, I would say I'm a better student than a teacher. Well, we also were good students. <laughs> 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 we're, we're kind of shitty students and shitty teachers, so it, it's full circle. Yeah. No, but um, for the short time that I was with her and had her in my young adult life, I tried to follow every little step of the path that she laid before me. Mm -hmm. And when my husband had a transfer to Boston, Massachusetts, I continued on my own solitary journey. And then approximately a year after we moved, um, we moved to New Hampshire. And it was then that um, I started finding groups on Yahoo, joined them, went to public circles and public gatherings, and through there, I met different friends. And one of the friends I met um, is from the Gardnerian tradition. And she initiated me into her own Gardnerian coven. And I was shortly in her coven, almost to the year end of the day to get my first degree. And the coven had a big falling out and that is why my path on that journey ended. I didn't, I didn't feel that it was the right one for me. I felt it was too rigid. I felt um, if you weren't part of that higher echelon of people, mm -hmm. you were doing grunt work and weren't necessarily the more important worker of high ceremonial magic being very restrictive and it it was not for me the i had other friends uh that surrounded me that were into the celtic path and one was a very celtic um eclectic group which was really nice and there wasn't high ceremonial magic and it was a blend of all the people that followed that path. And I loved it very much. I probably was in there for about two, three years. 
And the only way why that coven disbanded is it was almost a family-based coven and mm -hmm. there were two families that moved out of state. Mm -hmm. So we got down to like three members and at that point everybody wanted to continue on a solitary journey and I thought, okay, I got the most um, so far that out of the coven experience. At that point I had children and if I was going to do a coven experience, I wanted a family coven. I wanted, as my girls grew older, to experience Spiral Scouts and become part of that kind of group and parents. Um, my, that my husband didn't care how our children were raised. We had Wiccanings for both of them. And we celebrated not only Christmas, but Yule. And we had different traditions for the girls for Yule that they look forward to every year. And as they grew older and as things happened in my life that took me into another direction that I had not anticipated, the girls stopped learning of my religion as well as others and I do know they had a negative experience with Christianity and that turned them off to everything. Sorry, Michael. I mean most people have a bad experience with Christianity. It it was it was really rough in the church that they went to where it was particularly traumatizing to them. So the podcast that I listened to yeah. which gave me the inspiration for this millennial pagan podcast. They, in their latest episode, they had a running joke about how it seems like every person they brought on was Catholic. And there was some issue with Catholicism that pushed them to being pagan. I do know when, <clears throat> approximately 10 years ago, when my husband had to leave New England and we weren't really given a choice about that and came back to Ohio. I left that was ten years ago. I left a very progressive <laughs> state. It wasn't uncommon to see somebody walking down the sidewalk with their pentacle, with their cloak, in downtown Manchester or in Boston. There were so many pagan prides and so many shops and so many workshops all year round. It wasn't just celebrated once a year. And to come back into a state that was blue when you left and red when you came back and having negative experiences and feeling so alone and alienated, just one crazy experience is we went down to Amish country to uh, eat at a local Amish restaurant. I don't remember which one it was. I had my pinnacle on and they would not seat us until I removed my pinnacle. I've never had that issue. I, we go to Hartville all the time. We went to Mary Oders. I never Mary had an Oders. Issue. That's what it was. I never had an issue, and I, it's not like I can remove mine. No, yeah, I, <laughs> I, we, we had that, and we were so hungry. I, I did it. I mean, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna have this fight. I'm not gonna have this walk out the restaurant and cause a scene. And I knew Mike would have just lost his shit if I did. And. Oh yeah, and I mean something like that. Removing a piece of jewelry, 
Yes, it's shitty, but it is also a Amish restaurant. They yeah. are stuff Amish people. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's one thing, like, if you were going to a Denny's and they didn't seat well, you because but, you had a pentacle on. But you know what I find really funny? She couldn't get into Mary Yoder's with a pentacle necklace. After we got the pentacle done on my foot, we went to the Family Christian Bookstore. Yes, you yes did. we was, did. It was no, bleeding you... the whole time, too. It looked, <laughs> it looked satanic. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> oh, my God. We used to, shit, we went into that store, like, once or twice a year. Well, my just parents, for random shit. Random shit. I like I the notebooks there. I can't tell they you how nice many things notebooks. we found. I can't tell you how many things we found in the Family Christian Bookstore that we could have easily have integrated into you know when Our i path. when i moved back here i think the thing that made me even though ohio is considered my home where i grew up where i probably spent the most time of my life i felt homesick for new england because i was not surrounded by the creature comforts of pagan society oh, i yeah. was i was not near any shops it 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 wasn't that's crazy it it wasn't you know, when you guys came into my life, and even though you were considerably younger than me. Like I said, she had been practicing for longer than we had been alive. Um, it, it felt like a piece of missing home. And I thought to myself, okay, this falls upon me now to be the teacher. And all I had to go upon is the traditional, traditional waking witchcraft and even though I had some eclectic stuff in me, I'm thinking, oh God, do I teach all the formal stuff of all that was given to me, the alphabets, the everything. And I thought, do I throw the ceremonial magic in there? Do I throw the debris in there? What do I, what do I do? And, and truthfully, the only thing that was running through my mind is one thing that carried over from gardenerian is probably true in all other all other types of wicca was you can't be a high priestess if you had an abortion and i did have an abortion and i thought what right do i have to teach these individuals a sacred craft when i went and had that done and I disregarded, you know, a fundamental Wiccan law. So that, that messed with my mind. But I think for the short time that we were together in practicing magic, it felt more, I felt more normal, more better, more, I don't know what the, right, with the coven that we had than with uh, when I did the Garnerian Coven or the, the Celtic Coven. And I, I don't know why that is, because it's not like you were an, an age peer of mine, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, but you, you were far beyond your, your years. I think of each of you as old souls, you know, not, not entirely new, not, not, completely floundering in the wind 
So, and that was good, you know? Yeah. I mean... Well, that was probably the, the greenest bud you had well, access okay, to. Well, okay, but yeah. you were still ingrained in your surroundings, which were a part of your everyday life and consumed a lot of aspects of your life. So, living with Baptist... But, you know, just, when I heard you could craft in church, that gave me hope for you. Because <laughs> if you can craft, then you can do witchcraft. So it's all good. Beads, Rick and Reed, it, it rhymes. It's all good. Uh, me personally, don't get me wrong, I love the people of my church. Right. But it never felt right. Never. Um, when I was a kid, I was constantly questioning, like, um, everybody would say how, um, if you're not saved, you know, come forward and we'll talk to you about it. And I just never felt saved. Like I'm very much one of those people. I, I always ask the why and the how, and how do you know? What lost it for me. And I did go to Sunday school. I went to a Protestant church and, um, my grandparents were Catholic. My dad was Catholic, but and I kind of knew a little bit about that, but I was raised Protestant. What turned me off about Jesus, because I was a good little girl. I mean, I did believe in the little Bible and all the stories. When my home life became unbearable and I would pray for God to help, and God never helped. I, I thought, why am I devoting my life to you when you allow this to happen to me? Why? And what I liked about Wicca, when I met my stepmother, because she was an amazing woman, I liked the fact that prayer is just an empty, well, let's throw it out there, hope something happens. Or magic, it's not like that you take that power and you make shit happen and the fact that you can claim your life that way and feel connected and feel the force of everything around you and you're like why isn't this there in christianity why isn't there somebody making shit happen if this all-powerful one god can do all these things and I'm helping him why isn't he helping me in witchcraft in all its forms it's all about helping oneself yes you're helping the community yes you're helping nature yes you're following all the good things down that path that needs but you're helping yourself you're being self-sufficient the biggest thing that's always resonated with me is the do as you will but harm none. Yes. One of my biggest issues mm -hmm. with uh, the Christian God was the Old Testament. The, the wars, the killing, the massacres. That, mm -hmm. that made me sick to my stomach to think about. I didn't want a God that would do that. Benevolent. A I, punishing God. I Where's the love in that? Never. No. It always rubbed me the wrong way. And Don't get me wrong. I believe the Christian God exists. And I, to a point, believe that Bible is a truth. 
maybe a mistranslated one now, but a truth. Um, he's not a deity. He's not a god that I would want to devote myself to. I believe that all religions in some form have a form of the golden rule. There's so many like likenesses, more than differences. And I think it's where language and environment is what made things differ. Yeah. And, you know, all Wiccans are pagan, but not all pagans are Wiccan. Uh, all Catholics are Christian, but not all Christians are Catholics. You know, I mean, there's so many... It's a bunch of umbrella terms, and no one seems to understand that. Yeah. And it's like the fighting in between the different denominations of Christianity. Like, you fuckers are well, following the same thing. Shut up! There's <laughs> infighting with Wicca, too. With... with Pagans. I, yeah. There's infighting everywhere. Uh, you know, it's I mean, like, it, we're supposed to be the, the most peace, damn thing. peaceful religion, and yet we can't we can't seem to agree. Oh well, no, it's this way, or no, it's that way, or Dianic Wicca is wrong because you're only focusing on the goddess and you're leaving out the god. You know, or why are you liking a whole pantheon of gods and goddesses when you should only be referring to them as the Lord and Lady or God and Goddess? It's, you know, maddening. Pick a path, pick a pantheon, and, and it, stick with it realize, and accept it. People just realize that it's all the same damn thing. Yeah. It's just how you choose to see it. Mm-hmm. And the different pantheons, the different paths, all leads to the same place. Yeah. Maybe called different, but it's the same fucking place. You said before we started recording that um, your mom mentioned it in the recording too. Uh, your parents, your dad was Catholic and your mom was Protestant. How did that go? Originally, they married in a Catholic ceremony and when they had to go to premarital counseling, my mom was supposedly converted and she agreed to raise all children she had Catholic. And... She fucked that up. Well, yes, because... Like House says, all people lie, and when it comes to my mother, she lies. So she married my dad, and she's like, no, I'm Protestant, and I grew up Nazarene, and I like just plain Protestant, and my daughter's going to go to the church down the street. We're going to enroll them in Sunday school. They're going to be baptized, but not christened. It, it drew a lot of anger not from my father, because my father could care less about being Catholic. It was more of a push from my grandparents. I mean, he married a psycho, so, you know, what are you going to do with that? So, I mean, it was, you know, and we also joined the Awanas Club. The what? The Awanas. Awanas, A W Awanas. It's a Christian. It's almost like a girl Boy Scout kind of a thing, and you collect 
uh, you have a like a brown vest, you collect badges, and based on how far you go up in the church, you get different feathers to put in your headband. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I had a lot god. of feathers. I was I was a good little girl. <laughs> oh god. Um even I was the Now she uses the feathers to wave the smudge smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so your parents did not agree. Well, they did. They just, they just one stood their ground, the other didn't care. Right. So <laughs> alcohol does that. <laughs> so when your stepmom came around and taught you the like, what were your first thought? Like, what did you first feel when you were learning? Well, learning? part of her power. I would say it went beyond Reiki because she would instantly heal pain. And before I knew what she was in different situations, she would heal my father's pain. She would heal, she would lay hands on me and, and heal. And I thought to myself, what is this? And then she would also, she was clairvoyant and she would say stuff to dad or me or my two sisters. And I'd be like, how does she know this? Or it intrigued me i thought to myself you, you know and she was so self-confident and not she was uh in her 50s and 40s late 40s early 50s and she didn't look it she didn't act it um i don't know why her and my dad got together because well, each marriage, he was married four times. Each one lasted seven years. And each one was different. And I don't, he... Sounds like a ritual in itself. <laughs> Shit. It pretty much was. <laughs> so, but when he got to her, personalities, they couldn't be more different. And I'm glad he picked her because I was headed down a very dark path. And I didn't know how much longer I had. And through her healing, through her wisdom, and slowly finding out why she celebrated what she did throughout the year, all the crystals she had around the house, all her jewelry, it was just a bohemian way of life. And I loved it. it I thought, this is, this is what I want for myself. If nothing else, this is the best thing my father ever did for me. He wasn't there. He, he mentally abused me, whereas my mother physically abused me. And I thought this was my savior right here. If a savior walked the earth, this was it. That's how yeah. I felt. And I know because you, you don't talk to her anymore, do you? I know um, you did. No, I'm still karmically paying for and and to have that woman ripped out of my life at a time of my life when I needed her the most and my kids didn't have a grandparent and she was the closest thing to a grandparent I could give my kids. Um, and I wanted those traditions to be passed on properly. I could only do so much. I've never raised a child from birth down the Wiccan path and she had. 
One of her children turned out to be Christian. She wanted to follow Christianity. Her son followed the Norse tradition. And she raised him from birth to be the pagan he is today. And I wanted to give that to my daughters. And I didn't know how, I hadn't learned from her how to do that. And I wanted that to carry on and to have her do that. And when she left my life, it left a very big hole. And the children, at the way they are now, I tried to give them books geared toward the age that they are now, and they have no interest. None. Oh, but they love my Oracle decks, and they want to play with my playing cards, or my different psychic games, or, you know, yeah. mystical things, but they have no interest in the rules that go along with it or why we do it they'll celebrate the sabbaths with me or the full moon and i've got them learning how to properly dress a candle they know what color candles correspond to what mm -hmm. they want stones and crystals that they picked out and cleanse themselves in the room that's something that they they both do but it's a sad and they want to go to Pagan Pride. They loved vending at that one Pagan Pride in Cleveland. And they used to come with me as little kids to the two Pagan Prides before we had left um, New Hampshire. Other than that, they're, it's a sad, um, I, I don't know how to re-engage them. No. And I feel a, a drastic sense with, with my stepmother being out of my life there's a big hole there and I may be 49 but I'm clueless as to how to do it. If, if okay. we got married again because I'm currently divorced yeah. from Mike and we still celebrate our wedding anniversary he considers me his girlfriend significant other whichever is the phrase of the week if we were to get married again he knows the terms that I would only marry under and I didn't have a wedding dress and we got married by the justice of the peace nobody was there I don't want that for round two oh, I no. want to get married outside by somebody ordained in my faith and do a hand fasting and wear a wedding dress um, I don't want to be in a church I want it to be outdoors. We are in the fall of our lives, so I'd want it to be in fall. I don't want to pick my original wedding date because I think that's such a, it was a certain time in my life that I don't think that I could recreate, recreate it going forward from that date. Except her and I wouldn't pick the same, we, we would, we would choose the date we actually got together because that's right. more what we consider our anniversary than we consider anything else yeah like i mean my wedding anniversary also happens to be the anniversary of the day me and his mother got into the accident how, how the why in the hell do i remember that no did you pick that date because i didn't it was the really only it was the only week my father could come out and that was the only day we could oh. do it
<laughs> yeah, your anniversary, your wedding anniversary is Avery's birthday. Yeah. So <laughs> technically, yeah, because it's June 9th. Yeah. Is our wedding anniversary, but our actual anniversary is September 30th. Yes. And don't know why we want to keep it September 30th. I mean, me considering and our, I, both I, our birthdays are in September, so it's like. I love the fall. Three hits. I got married three days before my birthday. Yeah, Did that's you? September 14th. Oh, Does oh, everything okay. happen in September? Yeah. Uh, Alistair's birthday's in June. Literally what we did with our wedding anniversary, our wedding date, is we combined our birthdays. September for me, I'm September 17th. Right. He's June 14th. September 14th. 14th, that's a great... I chose... I mean, I share a birthday with... Genevieve. Yeah. My original wedding day was really messed up. I was pregnant at the time, and... Um, we came up with May 15th, oh, and it, well, I lost it day of. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah, um, but we Oh, that would be the one. Um. Yeah. 1998, I got married. No, right around period. Oh. A little younger. Um, but we still went through the wedding, and years later when we had kids we didn't know mother's day weekend was like right there so when it came to spending time at my anniversary it would be let's go out to dinner for mother's day and the anniversary all together no think about poor, no think about me i have to choose between my anniversary and my birthday yeah no so you could screw it out of presents that way no i don't no uh, she's I better get... she is better yes I will tell you why. Well, you got the same thing. Because for my your birthday, birthday is Christmas freaking Eve. And if I get a Santa on a freaking cake or on a birthday card or Jesus, that's wrong. If a 2,000 year old man is more fucking important than me, sorry, um, my, not uh, doing it. My stepdad's mom's birthday is on Christmas Day. We always, oh. and uh, her mother did the same thing to her that your mother did to you. Oh my God. Um, so now all of her kids make a point to at least get her a birthday, birthday? card well, and, and a I, Christmas card. If I, and also if I see a birthday gift wrapped in Christmas paper or somebody that says Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday, let's go for it. No, 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 bitterness. No, you screwed up. Well, it's just like, um... Don't screw in the month that would have caused that. That month should be off from sex. <laughs> no, don't do it. That's years of counseling, and I'm still not over it. You'll never get over no, it. No, I won't. <laughs> just like, um... Been almost 50 years, she still ain't over it. <laughs> It's just like, well, um, there should be three days to celebrating, really. It should be Yule, my birthday, and then Christmas. Like, yeah. Let's let's do three kinds of presents. Three cards, three presents? That's right. Or just three I, My girls money. know on the 21st of December, the Frost Fairy comes and leaves her special wand in the tree with frost wrapping paper gifts. That's I adore That's adorable. And the Winter Dragon. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Anora's not old enough for any of that shit yet. Oh, I, I find it, they, it's, it's that's been fun. And they know to, and normally the gifts I would have given them during the Frost Fairy Yule thing, it would be a gift related to the craft. It wouldn't be a traditional 
let's go to the toy store, buy a toy, buy an outfit or something like that. Yeah, no, we're still at it, that. It would be something pagan related yeah, that no, they could be. We're, we can, we we're can still at toy. We can start doing that with Derek though. Oh, yeah. Because we're starting to get Because, yeah, it. so we do the Winter Dragon mm -hmm. for Yule. And we still do Santa for Christmas. And then we, we do Elf on the Shelf. Or at least we have the last two years. So we have Snowflake as the elf. My, and we were debating, I think we were debating doing a fairy for Evelyn. My girls did the elf on the shelf till one day they caught me moving into the chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> and then the elf in the shelf was no more. I can't bring an elf in the shelf into my house. Elf problems. My husband is psychotic. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, we would put it in different positions. Oh, no, that God, no, don't normal. do it. Yes. Don't do it. Oh. That God. elf would be fucking the Barbies. We don't have any Barbies. Yet. Would it? Would well, you, yeah, we do. Would you put it dolls? past him to go buy a Barbie so the elf on the shelf could fuck it? No. Oh, wait, they should get the gay Bob Ken doll. Oh, my God, yeah. With all the leather straps and the realistic... Okay, so we're going to have to glue Snowflake wherever we put him. <laughs> gotcha. It's on eBay. I almost just had pop come out of my nose with that one. <laughs> so is any real parts of your thought process with the craft change? Um... Well, since I'm solitary now, and occasionally me and lady, princess, princess, <laughs> it always happens that we end up getting together on the Sabbaths, and we do divination together. I do miss rituals. There's something to be said about communal magic, that no matter how hard you try, you can't really replicate that as a solitary can we do some can we do something with you tonight i'm we, hoping i brought my crown we're not doing the great right right oh anyways we, okay. can, we can discuss that later uh, <laughs> i've never heard it referred to like that oh for the love of fucking god I, for the love of fucking i god. think in every episode i've said this is what i chose to be my business partner <laughs> but this is what i chose to be my business partner She's going to do a post about the Great Right. Who? So, me? Yes. Why me? Oh, I did it. I did it with Mike, and we conceived uh, the last baby we had. But um, uh, um, but I I lost I lost that baby. I I didn't get medicine. That, that's time. how we got uh, E R. Kara? No, Evelyn. Oh fuck it! Yeah, Evelyn. <laughs> No, it's too difficult with the initials. And I, he did everything I asked during that whole, the whole thing. He literally did all the steps. Well, I, we didn't do it like, actually. Mike, my husband, who was never really an integral part of magic, while we lived in New England, um, he did attend the different fairs, the different circles, the different workshops, was very open to everything, had Reiki done on him, um, ear coning, readings, um, which he asked for. He never really 
performed magic with me or the great right and when i we were kind of separated at the time and when i went back home where i wasn't supposed to be we'd meet together late at night and i would just go in the door and go upstairs to him he did oh this was recent Th this yes this was in Fremont. no yeah oh okay yeah our first house that we had together um before i made a mistake or after i made a mistake i should say he listened to everything i listed down to the letter of what to do and lo and behold, a month, you know, I got pregnant that oh, night. That baby. That, that baby. baby. Okay. Yeah. And I was six weeks along, but nobody would see me. And I needed to have Lovenox in me because I knew I would miscarry because the baby would be starved of oxygen. And during that whole court process, I wasn't allowed to change doctors the court had to oversee i they i had to sign over documents saying that they had to have access to all my doctors medical psychiatric everything and i wasn't Not allowed that. to change any of my doctors i had to stick with the same psychiatrist the same OBGYN, the same primary i couldn't i wasn't allowed to change and the policy for my OBGYN, which if you're not high risk due to age, you don't get seen until your 12th week. Well, all my 10 other miscarriages were before by the 12th week, like yeah. clockwork. And if I didn't get that Lovenox in me, I was going to miscarry and I so, miscarried that baby. So it's a miracle you even have the two you have. Both of my kids spent years in occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy. I remember the speech therapy. Yeah. Um, it was, it's a miracle I have them. I feel like a big, if I had the children or was active in their lives when they were still young and raised them on this path, things, maybe they would have stayed the same, but I think a lot of things would be different and their coping skills would be different. And the autonomy they would feel, the power that and self-esteem and confidence they would feel with magic. We're not sure that'd be a good thing for Avery though. No, I mean, she uses anything as a weapon. So yeah, I think she would be walking a black path. But with Rowan, where her ADHD, or none of the medications, she's off them now because every medication that's out there she's tried, it doesn't work. And now that she's entering high school with her 504 plan, which is like an IEP, mm -hmm. they're taking away a lot of the things that the school would help provide for her. And now it's going to be her totally relying on coping mechanisms that she doesn't have. And I don't know how to guide her through high school because I, high school was a minefield toward me. And if if she had magic in her life or special stones or crystals, which she does have, and she does use candles for certain things. If she had the structure of magic and faith and seeing how a relationship should work 
and how it works perfectly with the god and goddess and their strengths and weaknesses and yet they always come together i i think it would give her such fulfillment and power and i wish i could go back in time and undo a decision i i made and i kind of think karmically because I believe in karma because of our path and the threefold law, I did something I shouldn't have done. And I don't know when I'm gonna be done paying for it. And I may not be done paying for it in this lifetime. It it I could I could come back in the next life and it really kicked me in my ass and be a person or be in a situation, place or thing that would certainly not be of my choosing, but I would have to learn to not make that mistake. Uh, that that would be my karmic thing of, okay, you don't get to move on to the end all be all with the goddess until you learn all your life lessons you're supposed to learn, well, at least in my belief system. Yeah. And I messed up and not only did I mess up twice on that part, but I had the abortion. I've done three things wrong that I had no business doing. And, you know, it's been 10 years and is it ever gonna end? I don't know. And the damage has been done so bad that, you know, you look as a parent, you want a life better for your children than you had. And I failed as a teacher, I failed you guys. I. It's, I can't undo that. I would say you failed it was, it was kind of a difficult situation to be in with us being minors to start and- And being, you being two and a half hours away. Yeah, yeah well, we yeah. We were at a disadvantage. It's not that anybody failed, we were just at a disadvantage. And you were dealing with the court and your kids and Mike and everything else and while trying to teach for minors, yeah. Four and a half minors, if we're counting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other one that still hasn't written her fucking post. <laughs> I, I just wish that if I can't go back in time, I hope my daughters one day, when they need something above what they can do for themselves, that they find a a path, whatever they're choosing is, but they find a higher power that can help them through life because yeah. I, you know, I can only do so much and I can't undo the damage that's been done. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what I said. I don't care if they're, if Derek's pagan or whatever. Not, I mean, as long as he's not an asshole. He's I mean, fine. Let, let's face it, though. Well, yeah, no, he's going to be an asshole. But <laughs> as long as he's not an asshole religiously. And your kids seem to take an interest in what you're oh, doing. Oh, he's fully interested. Oh, he is. So, he's um, more interested and, than her husband. Me and Alistair got him a pendulum for his birthday. See? And I, and yeah. I think, you know, you having the ability... To did did he have a wickening? Did we do wickening? He did. He, did, he had a <laughs> technically. He had a 
It was shitty. Yeah, it was kind of very shitty. It was on the beach. It was. It was not. It was good. them two and me. Okay. Um, Evelyn and Kara have not. Anora um, hasn't. Anora hasn't. But as far as I know, you weren't planning. To no, do I wasn't planning to do anything like that. I mean, so one I thing I did for one of my daughters, and nobody complied with the second daughter, is I had a box that. Um, I painted, she's a fire sign, so I painted all fiery, and I put her magical name that I gave her, and inside, for her wickening, I, I remembered in my baby book, there's a whole bunch of Christian cards that my relatives and my mom's friends had written mm -hmm. for me for my baptism, and I thought, okay, well, let's not put Christianity in this, and let's ask everybody to write a note to her about their wish for her or wisdom they had to be opened up on her 13th birthday. And I did that for her last year. Oh, I should say the year before because she's 14 now. And she loved it. It was very encouraging for her and I totally recommend it. I read it in a book somewhere. I don't know which pagan book at this point, but I thought that that was a very even if i had not had the wickedness for my children i would have still done that yeah um i um, plan on when rowan gets her cycle doing a ride to do that with Derek, and we only got like four people to write anything down i'm like oh this is pointless i, th I think we still about, have them i've thought about doing it for anora and lucian i just because I know Derek, Derek and Evelyn have a keepsake box. I don't think we've started one for Kara yet. I haven't started anything like but that for my kids. most of everything Kara had when she was born was just shit we had for Evelyn. Now, I will say when Rowan has her cycle, I will be doing the red rope around us and cutting the rope and allowing, you know, saying if you want to continue this path, you, you choose your own name now, you know, and then I would okay. people give gifts pagan-wise to her for her becoming a, a woman and have having that ceremony. Uh, Derek's the only one that actually technically had a magic name. Yeah. I don't think. I think we had one picked out for... Evelyn? Yeah, before she was Evelyn. Where is your practice now? I still do things on the full moon. I like candles. If I have magic to practice, I will do it. And I do it after everybody goes to bed. I charge my crystals or my tools. Sabbath wise, it's similar. I mean, I will decorate the house or I don't necessarily have an altar right now, but I use my coffee table and my different end tables with different statues and things. And yeah. I'll, I'll address, dress it up as the Sabbath dictates. And then I will perform magic at, at night and address the whole will. It's a simplified thing, calling the quarters, calling the God and goddess, um, lighting the Sabbath candle and, and that. I, I don't get too, it's not like I'm with a coven and, or even a practicing partner. I, I miss that because there is still some formality I would like with that, and you can only raise your cone of power so much that, you know, it's it's lacking. I feel like 
a bad pagan. I found a magic store in Huron that I've gone to twice. I don't have my money situation right where I would, I haven't been able to shop in months. Um, it's yeah. just, I, I don't have that. But Mike was nice enough this past Mother's Day. Um, he took my children to Books A Million, AKA BAM, and they bought me all metaphysical stuff. And I thought, well, that was really, really nice. And he let them choose. And Avery's gift, which was so thoughtful. I mean, if I, I don't have a favorite, well, I kind of have a favorite child. But she had the favorite gift because she knows how hard of a time I have with Mercury in retrograde. And she got me a Mercury in retrograde cleansing kit. I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying. And it came with a calendar of all the Mercury retrogrades. It came with black candles and a crystal, um, sage and some other burning smudge sticks and um, incense and abalone shell. Like this thing was all decked out. You with Mercury in retrograde. I swear to God, I can't. When you guys do magic and say, get and you're doing it during Mercury. I'm like, how is your shit not getting fucked up? Because mine does. Mine does. Uh, mine does. Because you believe it's going to because it's Mercury in retrograde. But it fucks up. I couldn't even tell you when Mercury's in retrograde half the time. <laughs> we just got out of it on the 20th. No, that I know. That's why we, That's why I was considering ritualing last night. Yeah. Because I knew you wouldn't freak out like last night. <laughs> I also do divination on my own and for others. Um, I like to get together. It's nice that me when she was living in Oak Harbor or Perrysburg, it just became a thing that we would get together on mm -hmm. or around the Sabbath and we would do that. So that was a, the closest thing I had to a community kind of thing. Um, I haven't been able to go to Pagan Prides in a couple of years. I haven't been year. able to vend. Um, Mike. That's something I'm interested in trying again. I know this year we can't. Yeah. I would I would like to get back to that. That's when I was at my happiest. Um, even though I claimed it as a business for three years and I had my own EIN number, um, Mike still looked at it as a hobby because there was only one year that we came out profitable and we had to take a loss for two years in a row. And that's when oh, Mike yeah. was like, no. So we're going to be with this this year. Um, if we even. Yeah, and it's, it's a hard thing. And um, I considered myself an artist first and foremost. And there's a reason why they're called starving artists. Yeah. Um, and I, where my products were so popular in New England, that first year I vended here, I... I thought to myself, why, why is it not translating to here? And I thought to myself, I've been all over New England except Vermont, like everywhere except for Vermont, and everybody loved my stuff. And to come here and not really see that in the community, um, it left a taste in my mouth that was like. There was, that first year, I know, like, for us especially, there was a quality issue. Yeah. That. 
want to say it was bad. It wasn't bad, but it looked handmade. And some people love that. Well, and a lot Others of New don't. England New Englanders do. Yeah. Because, because I don't repeat my products and anything. I It's individual, whether you're getting an ornament, a soap, a piece of jewelry, or a crown that I've done, a piece of home decor. I want every person buying that to know that they are going with their own individual piece of thing that nobody else will have. And the, probably why there's such dissonance is because in New England, it was everywhere. Yeah. They, everybody wanted something unique there because it was so, it was so easy yeah, to come by. It was accessible. Out and here, there's nothing. And my stuff was in two shops in, Man in Manchester. And aside from myself writing my own newsletter that was based off a pagan group in the area, which was called Ravens of the Sovereign Crown, I wrote my own newsletter that was for sale in the shops that sold people attended the workshops I did my stuff sold in the stores as as well as the fairs I did and to be met here with such you're kidding me and then go on from my tent that was Discouraging. Oh my God! I thought, no, do, no. do I not have it anymore? Am I what? What am I? You know, like it, it took me by surprise because I thought, what? Why is it so good for New England, which is considered a bougier, more place, if we're going to use that term for lack of a better, whatever? Why are people in Ohio turning their noses up? Um, Just keeping Ohio stuff. So, you know, it's only $5 or $10 to vend at the Dayton Pagan Bride. But, again, I'd be willing to make the ride, but I, I don't want to be met with the same no. disdain. Well, and that was our issue for a couple of the years we didn't vend. It was, what, $200 to get the space we actually needed? Yeah, if and that's that, not like that in New England. If that. And at at we, most, it's 50 We weren't bringing in any I think the one year we came semi close to that and even then yeah I don't think we ever broke even, even and that was even. mostly the only thing I, think, I did readings. readings yeah readings is what brought money in my tent and then the last year we did that we got screwed out of that so yeah I'm like no because that's what bothered me is because they didn't count divination as tarot readings and I'm like I, I'm really, and see, that's another thing I do not like about which, no, I don't know if I want to use the term Wicca or Pagan, but in New England, I got looked down upon because I didn't know tarot, and that was a big no-no, and I, my daughter for Mother's Day did get me um, a witch's tarot deck, mm -hmm. and I'm starting to play around with it. But part of me doesn't really want to learn it because it's going to mess up, in my head, the meanings that go with my playing cards. Mm. And granted, it's not like I have things memorized. Well, to a certain degree, I have things memorized, but I often feel things during each individual reading. So what a three of hearts might mean for another it may not be the same thing for the next person. But I'm looked down upon, you're looked down upon if you don't know it. 
if you don't use that as even even if you're doing other oracles if you don't have that in your repertoire of divination oh are you really a witch that always bothered me like i don't have any of our cards memorized and, and the cards I use are tarot cards mm -hmm. for the most part. So I'm gonna memorize the three. You know, like with my cards. Oh, my, my a lot of cards. Fuck that. Playing cards, which there's 52 in a deck. Each suit represents a season. Each number can re represent a week or a month. Um, there, if you get really into it. You can do houses and astrological signs in it. Yeah. It's it's really detailed and whatever you're miss you know, you don't need the major arcana in a tarot. You don't you don't need that because you have court cards. Yeah. And you can get the same thing out of an ace or a court card that you're gonna get out of the death card, you know, or or the tower or whichever one that is. Yeah. So I don't bother. That's not how I was taught. My stepmother read by playing cards. That's what she taught me. Um, and there was even an exercise that went with that. You had to put the deck of cards face down in your hand. And you can feel the difference once you entuned yourself to the card, whether it was red or black. And as part so of... That's something I still... Part of the thing... I got better and I got more than 50% of the cards as I kept and she's like don't say I know when you're doing a reading say I feel take your head out of it and just focus on the, the psychic energy and the energy in the card that's something I have a hard time doing I have to I, I haven't done readings with my cards in a while except when I see or Mike occasionally, and I really have to get back into it because it's like a muscle. Once you don't do it, you yeah. lose it. I I need to start doing. That I, really I've been. Where was I? Was reading. Was I reading? Was I? What was it? It was either TikTok or I was reading or something about starting to train in telepathy. Because mm -hmm. that's I don't know. Or tel was it telepathy, telekinesis, something along that line. You want to read my mind. So, it, it was along that lines of being able to like psychically connect with things in one way, shape, or form. I was like, I one, I don't know if I'd ever be able to do that. If you can sit here and reach the Akashic records, you can do that. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, could I? Probably. Would it take forever? Fuck yeah. Like, now, like, <laughs> my stepmom, she can hold an object and tell you about a person from an object. Or she'll hear things. You know, she can hear, you know, if she's going and walking in somewhere haunted, she can hear. That I had. That I know I had, so. Clear audience? Clear audience. Uh, well, it wasn't that. I've never actually, like, physically heard or seen anything but mentally knowing it's standing there or it's there um little backstory tara's stepfather is or was what? a ghost hunter um at one point he tried getting a group he met a couple people online 
from like one of those um, Facebook groups or whatever that lived close enough, and he started his own ghost hunting group. I was their resident witch. Eileen was I was on... a witch by that point too. Were you? Which yes. show was on? Okay, A&E we were their resident witches. Eileen was on that show. So I got my dad into it. They were they were in a Cleveland house, and she was on that show. We and... were. What was it? Hell Yeah, Hell Eagles in, in Painsville. Um, so that that was probably my only real experience. I've always wanted to do the seminary in Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in in that now I don't think Hell Eagles was as haunted as they try to claim it is. Well, no, that was just. But there was. There was something. Something there. there. It wasn't malicious um, though. Didn't catch it in any form of. Not that I don't even think they went through. There is any a um, footage or documents documentation went, we did. Dad went through some of the audio. Oh. he was sitting there doing it at one point. When I got home from school one day. But there is a ley line across the ley lines um, in Kirtland mm -hmm. with that portal with Gravity Hill associated with that, which is the craziest thing. So if you is don't it, know. There is a hill in Kirtland, Ohio, where if you park your car at the bottom, mm -hmm. or well, don't put it in park, but if you stop your car at the bottom, it'll roll back up the hill. Yes. Cops are there all the time making sure it doesn't happen, but if you get the chance, there are four gravity hills located across the United States where these crossing of ley lines occur, and it is the most amazing thing, and looking back at that energy that's there, um, that's something to behold. And if you ever get the chance to walk into a graveyard, uh, one thing that you're gonna notice, let's say before you take a step into, like in New England, a lot of the graveyards are surrounded by stone walls, like mm -hmm. stacked stone. And you can be hearing a ton of birds, like wildlife, Cars going, and you go into that graveyard, you hear nothing. You hear nothing once you go in that graveyard. No, not a sound. Not a sound from a car, not a sound from an animal, a bird, rustling of leaves. It's silent. And you see many ghost orbs. There's also been holes located within the gravestone that you'll see faces appear. Um, I can't think of the main cemetery we used to go all the time in Massachusetts. We used to. So Sapphire, when we were in high school, Sapphire's stepmother at the time took her to Savannah, Georgia, and they did a ghost tour out there. They've had several experiences. So her stepmother was pagan, too. So they actually, I know, I believe she wrote about it in one of her posts. They were initially who got us most of the tools we actually still use today. They, shit, they let us spend like $300 at a Zor Green. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, no, that's the only reason she, why I go back to Georgia. She went... No, no I thought she was talking Zor about... Green's online. Oh, but I thought she was talking about... It's, there's a place called there Phoenix. There is a um, Phoenix something, Dragon Phoenix, something like that, in, store in yes, Atlanta, Georgia, Atlanta, um, that she went to. She got me a... She got me my first Plus B mug. Oh, that's okay. where that That's where that came from before it broke and we rebought it. But anyways, and then across the street from the church, there was that little cemetery that we spent like 
two hours in the way. Yeah, we, we did. <laughs> so, other than that, tangent. I'm a bad pagan because I dug up my own graveyard dirt for spells. I don't buy that shit. <laughs> You're supposed to buy it? Uh, I've seen it sold in stores, graveyard. No, dirt. I mean I know. Did you know? Did you know when they're digging up like graves because they have the whole casket of dirt they have to fill up? They'll let you just take it. Wow. Because that, it's that less seems they so have, much simpler than it, what the hell it's I less did. They have to get rid of the, the one lady on TikTok had like six buckets full of dirt she was taking home because it's less it's less dirt they have to try to fill somewhere. So you know, free ethically found graveyard dirt. Yeah, don't do what I do. A ask permission first. Yes, I believe it's a felony. <laughs> It, it is. I, I believe it's a felony. Yeah, to just, just go like dig your own dirt. Um, sand off the beach, or cre doing. Uh, my Mike's uh, mother wanted to be cremated and spread out on Lake Erie, and he had to creatively do that because you're not allowed to. Um, yeah. Scatter so. remains. Um, I think. I mean, I understand why. Because who really wants to be walking along and someone's ashes blow in your face? That I understand. <laughs> But at the same time, if you do it normally, oh if you do it, if you do it without being an asshole, I don't see why there's an issue with that. Especially if you're like, if you're pouring them into the water. I mean, yeah, who knows? If it happens enough, it might affect the water. But if we're talking about a lake and like, especially like Yuri, you had a set on fire. Magically, magically, mm -hmm. what are your plans for the future? My ultimate wish, but I don't see it happening, is I would like to us uh, get back together. But as long as I'm stuck where I'm stuck, and as long as you're where you're at, okay. and the parameters that all entails. I'm sure if you were talking about Mike or us. No, you. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm gonna ever reach a point where, because we're not. I don't think Mike will ever get to be where he was at the way he was in New England. And that is a very sad thing for me. I, I would like to be in a coven setting again. I would like to do magic with people. I want a community. I don't, if I have to be solitary, I have to be solitary. But in I feel- of hearts, you'd rather- the, the, I feel that it was so long ago that I lived in New England. It feels like a foggy mist in my dream that never happened. Mm -hmm. And that is, I mean, I still keep in touch with people on my Facebook from New England. But to see them go through their daily lives and post things from where they go and the different events, I, I don't have that. There is nothing remotely close in a community, in our community, that yeah. does that. Other than the Stone Grove um, Druid group in Willoughby. Yeah. Um, I, there's a, a lacking, and the closest thing you can get to that is a, a coven or a gathering of like minded people, like I do with Lady. Like I do with Lady, that that's the closest thing I have to communal support. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. There's this one person I follow on TikTok. She's part of a family coven. Her whole family practices. They're in Indiana. 
and they're finally opening their coven back to the back up to the public for certain of their events. And I love you want to take a road trip to Indiana. <laughs> it's not far from where I live. It's only a couple hours. I mean, I think we could. It would be a commitment, and that's a hard. It would be a commitment yeah. we'd have to plan out. Yeah, it's not like a hop, skip. Oh, I'm gonna get in the car today, and I'm going. I'm no, I mean it, that. It, you know. you could if you were desperate enough. Well, yeah, but, but I mean the way my life is situated at the moment. Yeah. The, to come out like two weeks ago, and to come out today, and what's going on in my family life at the moment with what I'm dealing with. It is a miracle I'm out here this weekend. Yeah. So, and I told Mike, I said, you know what? I don't want to be a mom this weekend. I don't want to be a daughter this weekend. And I'm sorry, but I don't want to be a partner this weekend. I want to just be me. I want to focus on me because I don't have any gas in the tank. And whether I not or not, I do a ritual this weekend that's bonus if we do okay if we don't but just being around like-minded people yeah. with the same thought process people you don't have to wait on hand and foot well I, it's not that and, and I'm thinking for, for what yeah in a, between a spiritual sense and a physical sense it, you don't have to take care of anyone here well, no. I mean you have to deal with screaming children no but, but, but that's about your screaming children. well yeah but it's it's more than the the generosity that you guys have and do in I mean everything it's I don't have to think about anything when I come out here and for a brief moment just a brief moment I don't even have oh. at least your name is so common right? thank you <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to be my married name I almost feel like I can be my maiden name. Yeah. You know, or even using my first magic name, which is Dayanera, it's so close to feeling like that. That may have been what I chose 20 or 30 some years ago. But coming out here, it's like going back in time for a minute. Yeah. And and that's what what I what I like. Do the kids always beg me to come out here with and, and they because they know they know they want to go to Squires they want to feel the magic they want to be involved in that. I don't know what it is. I can't recreate that in my own home. And I'm aggravated and I'm sad over it. There's a part of me that needs a break from the kids. Do I want to do a day trip out here with them? Yes. Would my come? I don't know. But trying to handle both my kids when they don't have manners and going to public places and trying to corral one of my children, that's a lot in trying to be magically centered and yeah. that's a very hard, I don't know how to separate and disassociate that. So I, right now it's I just I really me. wish my mother was the witch she really ought to be. My mother is like Kelly, she's like the most one of the most pagan Christians you'll ever meet. <laughs> I wish she was a little less, less Christian than Morphine. And it 
she would be able to potentially help you wrangle in your kids. There's something about my mother has this power over people. She does. Everyone listens to her. Everyone. She gets this certain tone in her voice. I birth Satan. My mother. Can she exercise my child? My mother can get Derek to behave. Okay, now that's crazy. My mother can get my niece Harmony to behave. You think somebody with the name Harmony should be harmonious? Oh, she's not. Oh. At all. She's a lot better than she used to be, too. My daughter's name, Avery, means noble elf king. Personally, I think it means noble elf bitch. But I'm not for certain. I could be looking at the wrong name dictionary, but I'm almost positive. Just saying. Don't name your kid Avery. Unless you intend on that being its name. Did you know that my name means sea of bitterness? People? (laughs) Don't name your child that name either. (laughs) (laughs) My mother tries to tell me. I mean, and you can try and figure it out. But guess what? It was Jesus' wife. Well. Wife and mother. Yes. Tell me it means wished for child. I have seen that nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> Not to mention my first and middle name is a carbon copy of my great grandmother's. Oh. Both of my great grandmothers had my first name, but my father's grandmother went by her middle name, which is my middle name. Oh. So there's I, nothing original about you. You go no. back 2,000 years. And then there's my sister who, the, you want to know why my sister got her name? It was the only name both my parents picked out of the baby name book. They each had a list of like 10 names. Right. Her name was the only one that matched. Okay. That was the life of Topaz. If you have any questions for her, I'm sure she'll be back. She'll definitely I'll be back. I'll answer yeah, she'll, anything. Well, she'll be back, but yeah. We're recording several here at once. Three and, a half. Three and a half. I don't know if we can really record the Gnostic Bible one. Yeah, I'm sure we could. Anyways, <laughs> this was Topaz. I'm Sapphire. I'm Tara. And this has been your Witching Hour. Have a good day. Blessed be. Bye.